Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Sheet. I'm Andy Wood, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Josh. This is Josh, back once more. Yes, he is. So, on this week's show, we've had a slight change in format, as the Game Awards were officially too bleak to do a lightning round. (laughs) And uh, also, we do have some updates on some more shows that are going to be coming your way over the holidays. But uh, but first, uh, yeah, how's it going, Josh? What have you been up to? Well, I've, I've been watching the Game Awards, so my, my mental psyche isn't in a great state at the moment, <laughs> as, is, as is always the case after you put yourself through three hours of Keefley's self-extended torture sessions, as I like to think of them as. But, you know, other than that, we've been both heavily hammering some Game of the Year 2023, because we're going to do a big show on that at the end of the year, so yeah, I've got a few, I've got a few more titles under my belt. So not to reveal anything too soon. I like to keep you in the dark. I want, I want to, I want to hear shock and awe when, uh, when they keep getting hits one after each other. Uh, come the actual recording, so I won't give you too much detail. No, no, I like it, man. I like it. So yeah, I'm the same. Obviously, we do have that game of the year show coming. Uh, now, two games we probably can tell people about i would say you know they might they might not make it on the game of the year show so maybe we can talk about them now is uh yeah we did meet up a, a, a couple of weekends ago and we did the uh the dreaded game mill double bill josh we uh we played through skull island rise of kong by of course published by game mill and then also walking dead destinies <laughs> within <laughs> uh within almost a 24-hour period i think it took us about 24 and a half hours in total to get from start to finish of both of those with with some sleep in the middle we're not completely insane or maybe we are for doing the game mill double bill but uh yeah josh uh how, how would you find the game mill games uh you got you got a favorite any of the any any top quality games there i mean a little bit of context as to why we did this in the first place is that of course we love to torture ourselves with bad <laughs> video games and 2023 as well as being a very good year for good games has probably had the best collection of proper shit in a very <laughs> long time a lot of the time the proper shit is reserved to shovelware and games that nobody could really give a shit about anywhere these days. But this time we got big licenses with massive flops, and we wanted to play them all. We wanted to play Scon, we wanted to play The Walking Dead, we wanted to play Gollum. If it wasn't for the fact you were trapped on a train for nine hours, we almost certainly (laughs) would have played Gollum as well. But we did manage to get through Con and Dead. Both of them suck. Both of them are very, very bad video games. Con is worse, I would say. I'd say it is the worst game partly because it was made in less than 12 months by all reports and it fucking well shows let me tell you uh that hilarious png image has still not been patched out the game that that remains there in all its glory if you could suffer through three hours of it to get to it yeah it wasn't good crashed on us a lot didn't it we uh we had at least three boss fights were you delivered the final blow and then the game just crashed <laughs> and you had to do it again. No, not not a good time. Not a good time. Yeah, I think one of my favourite moments was, yeah, when we're fighting this big spider boss, it takes about 10 minutes to kill. It's exhausting and tedious and the game just hard crashed every time. As soon as it, as soon as you killed it, so you had to just fight it again and we kind of officially gave up, right? We It happened three times. We're like, you know what? We even we have our limits for for shit. We're we're done. We're out of this. So we decided we're going to go out. We're going to go to the pub for a bit. You know, take take a breath. Maybe we'll just come back and play Walking Dead. And then uh, and then of course you've got upstairs to get changed, get ready for the pub. And then you just hear the Kong music swell up again downstairs. <laughs> and all I heard from upstairs was just you sick freak. And and there I was. I was fighting that spider. And of course that time it actually did work. So we were we were rewarded, you could say, with uh, an additional two hours of Kong after that, which. You know, you're welcome, Josh. You're welcome for that. 
Yeah, it was a real treat to be uh, to come downstairs and see you trying to de- beat that fucking boss for the for the fourth <laughs> time. It did, it did finally click. I also had a fun encounter with a an area, an arena fight where a bunch of enemies spawned and you just have to take them all out to move on to the next stage. And one of them was just trapped in a wall, just, just yeah. hiding on the outside of the game. <laughs> <laughs> like we spent ages looking for this uh, this fucking raptor and it was just just stuck in a wall and you had to yeah. beat it up through the wall it was the only way to progress not a good time no. walking dead has its own issues mainly that it builds itself as a game which wants to rewrite the walking dead story that you can take it in a different path if you want to kill off rick and have Shane be the main hero. You can do that here. But you are immediately greeted by the fact that Shane just turns into Rick. <laughs> he looks exactly <laughs> the same. He does basically everything that Rick would do. Nothing changes. It's it's the worst altered history game I think I've ever played because the main events of the story just never change in the slightest. Yeah, nothing is different. No one from that point on ever uses the names Rick or Shane ever again. They just don't come up. They're tactically avoided. They're, they're, I think my favourite bit of the whole game is you, you get to the last part of the game. You're uh, you're trying to fight your way out of this prison because for some reason the game only does about a quarter of the story of The Walking Dead. They didn't say that going in, but that's all they had time for, I guess. And uh, they just show you a cutscene and our cutscene just has Rick fighting someone. And we killed Rick like three and a half hours ago. <laughs> like He's gone. We killed him. He's not in our game. And then they just forgot and just did a Rick cut scene and it's just yeah it's very indicative of uh of, of the game mill seal of quality there but uh yeah i don't know i i i don't know which one's worse i think kong is worse um but god yeah just don't, don't, maybe don't play game mill games guys you know golem give golem a go we, we can't tell you not to play golem because we haven't played it but, <laughs> can't uh... vouch on that one can't vouch on that maybe it's good <laughs> who knows We'll, we'll find out one day, because although many 2023 games will officially die to me the minute that the calendar hits January the 1st, Golden will always be there lurking in the background as something I could be, be persuaded to play on a future meetup. It feels almost sadly inevitable, to be honest. Oh yeah, I'll probably be bringing it to your house every time I show up, just in case, just in case we get an itch for the for the golem. But uh, yeah, I mean, so as well as well as playing those, which was obviously a, a giant waste of time on our quest to play enough games for game of the year, uh, we we have also both got Steam Deck OLEDs recently. So I don't have a ton to say about this, but I thought you know, new piece of hardware, we should probably bring it up briefly. Um, yeah, you know, look, it's it's a Steam Deck. If you've if you've already got a Steam Deck, this is is literally the same. Uh, it's about. It's about half a pound lighter and yet somehow feels very light <laughs> to me. I don't know why. But uh I mean the main highlight here is the OLED screen, which is it is it is a beautiful screen. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna play us some serious emulated games on that because that's that's all the Steam Deck is to me. I'm I, I barely use it for any actual Steam content. But you know, it's a good device. It's probably not worth the upgrade, um, if you're not idiots like us. But you know, we 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 both went for it and uh both went through the ordeal of lugging our old ones onto eBay, which <laughs> which was a, a tedious process. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think the screen is fantastic. If you don't have a Steam Deck at all yet, I, I'd, I'd probably say it, it's worth a look, but, but maybe not the upgrade. Yeah, I think that's exactly it, to be fair. If you don't have a Steam Deck and you've been waiting to get on board, this is the time to get on board because that OLED screen is quite revelatory in terms of how good it feels now it feels like a very premium bit of kit it already felt premium but now it feels properly premium and in a way that 
you wouldn't expect it. Would. I mean, it's very similar to the Switch OLED. People thought, oh, it's just a new screen. How big of a difference can it make? But the minute you do see it in the palm of your hands, it, you can really feel a noticeable difference, and games really do pop so much better on it. As you say, slightly lighter. like that a lot. The thumbsticks have been reworked as well, which I actually think is a huge quality of life improvement, because my hand used to slip off those thumbsticks constantly but now they're just put a little bit of extra grip a little a little raise around of it just to keep your thumb on it a little bit more and as you say that lightness in the hand does actually despite it being very little does play a big part in it feeling better too battery life way improved too so it's a good piece mm. of kit it's definitely worth it if you've not bought one if you do own one and you can deal with the lcd screen then I'd say just stick with that. I, I would stress never put it opposite each other. If you ever see somebody with a Steam Deck OLED and you go, <laughs> oh, I wonder how much better it is. Don't look. No. Only only pain, misery, and a price increases is in your future if you decide to actually compare the two because the second you've done that, you've lost. You're, you're going to be going straight to Valve and saying, here's my 570 quid. To give me my shitty fucking new Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do have no choice. You just can't. You can't see it. As you said, it's the same with the. I was the same with the Switch OLED. I had no reason to buy one of them, and then I saw one next to my Switch, and I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> and then you know, and then here I am. I barely even play the Switch in handheld mode, and I, but I knew, I knew, I knew what the screen was that was sat in that dock, and I was like, you suck, screen. I'm gonna have to get the OLED one. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a good piece of kit, but uh. Anyway, yeah, so let's move on. I guess before we get to uh, to this this new format we've uh, cooked up for the Game Awards, uh, I thought we'd just go through a couple of shows we've got coming up um, over the next month because, um, you know, it's uh, it's rare for us to be doing three whole shows in a month, Josh. It's a uh, it's prolific output over here at the sheet at the moment. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so what we've got coming up then is um, we're looking at around about, around about kind of the Christmas holiday season. We're going to be doing our new, uh, our latest ranking special, and and what we're doing there is we're going to be doing the ultimate A to Z of all video games. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be teaming up and and probably ruining each other's lists. But uh, the goal there is to have a single game for every letter of the alphabet, which which we decide, you know, in the in the eyes of the sheet is the official game of that letter. It's the best you're going to get. And uh, and yeah, I imagine we'll both leave that show very angry and with a list that we both kind of hate. So, as as just just a typical ranking special, basically. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I, I'm look. I'm looking forward to seeing how we can screw each other over in different ways, and which titans of the industry we're going to discard almost cruelly for absolute abject shite, because it's a little bit weird. You know, sorry, Ico, you've got no fucking chance with incredible crises <laughs> hanging around the corner. <laughs> yeah, I'm already getting ready for you know just a whole just 26 games in a row of just us playing the kind of classic. Resident Evil Merchant, you know, like, uh, oh yeah, I want this on the list. Be like, oh, I'll, I'll buy it for a high price. It's just, that's constantly that. It's gonna be gonna be good stuff. And then uh, and then yeah, so early January, uh, we're gonna be back again, and that will be when we're doing our Game of the Year show. So uh, one of us, uh, not to name any names, has decided that a good thing to do for Game of the Year would be uh, a countdown of fifteen games each, which is a, is a bloody lot of games. So um, so gonna be countdowns there, fifteen games from both of us. Uh, I need to get through some more games because 15 from my list right now is shit. So, um, so I'm going to be working on that. Um, and we've also got the uh, the Sheety Awards are coming back, so we'll be handing out our own awards. Uh, they'll they'll probably be better than the Game Awards, you'd have to assume. Uh, they usually are. So we'll be doing that too. So, uh, so yeah, a couple of fun shows coming up. I mean, I'm I'm closing in on 50 games for the year now, so I might even just do 35 games on my own before I even let you start to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I need it 40 second. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have you do a lightning round of like fifty to fifteen, and then I'll chime in with you know in a fifteen Skull Island Rise of Kong. That's that, that's that's how that's gonna go. But uh, but yeah, really looking forward to those shows. Those will be good fun. Um, but yeah, I guess before those, we've uh, we've got some game awards to cover. Okay, so here we are with our game awards. Not lightning round, because as Andrew alluded to at the top of the show, the Game Awards is too miserable to do a lightning round. We saw the list of games, and we almost cancelled the podcast all over again for the <laughs> third time. This this is how bleak the list of titles were at this year's Game Awards. Not necessarily because they were bad, but because they were oh so very bland, and so many of them were just adverts. It became very hard to actually distinguish what was worth speaking about, what wasn't worth speaking about. So we thought... We won't lightning around this, we'll save lightning rounds for actual more show-focused Nintendo Directs or a very good state of play, a very good state of play, <laughs> and maybe some of the not E3 press conferences, yeah. and instead bring in a new format, which this time is the top 10 best, top 10 things we love about the Game Awards, and 10 things that can fuck right off. <laughs> and let me tell you, one of these lists was significantly easier to write than the other. So, how we're going to do it is we're going to essentially do almost like a draft. We're going to take it in turns to add something to the good list and the fuck-off list in turn with each other. If someone makes one onto the list, it is officially a good thing and it cannot go into the bad list. You know, the, the, things can't appear twice. So, if one of us yeah. loves Hideo Kojima's OD, it can't go into the shit list. If it ends up in the shit list, it ain't going onto the good list. To try to balance an element of fairness to this, we do each have one veto, which we can use at any time to try to salvage something that should not be going into the shit list or should not be going onto the good list, which we may or may not use against each other depending on how dickish we are feeling. That yeah. is that is essentially what it is. At the end of it, we'll have a list of 10 good fins, 10 bad fins, and that will be the Game Awards yeah. done for another year. Thank God for that. And yeah, we'll pro- both probably be largely uh, frustrated by the list we have. So, you know, in many ways, it's like it's like a little preview for the ranking special we'll be getting to in a couple of weeks, you know. We'll screw each other over. The list will be a bit of a mess, but uh, but that'll be that. So, um, so yeah, uh, I guess I am up first in, in our order of play here. So I'm going to be coming in with the uh, the first good thing of the Game Awards, and then Josh will be coming in with the, uh, the first thing that can fuck off, and the second good thing, and then we'll just be doubling up from there until we've got 10 in each list. So, okay, I'm going to come in with number one here and I'm just going to I'm just going to dive in and I'm going to try and just salvage something. <laughs> you know, this, this this wasn't the best thing on the show, but it's something I, I am I am excited for. I hope is going to be good. So I'm going to try and get it a spot on the good list or at least burn Josh's veto nice and early. I am coming in with Visions of Mana from Square Enix. Um, I am a I'm a huge Mana fan, a big big secret of Mana fan from the SNES. And I will say this series hasn't been good since the SNES. That is uh, <laughs> that is that is something that you just have to accept. Uh, but also it's it's actually been a surprisingly long time since Secret of Mana has just um, since sorry the Mana series has just done a straight up RPG like action RPG title. Um, I was digging through. The list of games and if you get rid of the remakes there hasn't been one since 2006 on the ps2 so yeah you know this is an original title in the series for the first time in you know 18 years so i have some hope for this i think the trailer looked very pretty i i'm not instantly convinced that the combat's going to be as dynamic as i want it to be but you know it's going to look good the music will be incredible so uh so yeah that is the first thing i'm going to put on the good list unless josh is going to be uh killing it off 
No, I, I have no intentions to kill off Visions of Mana. I, I was excited to see this crop up. I thought that remake of Trials of Mana, which came out a few years ago, was a real a real testing pool almost to what they were trying to achieve with this. It's very much in the similar vein, the similar art style. I, I think that was proof of concept and hopefully this one will take it forward with some enhancements and refinements because, of course, that was building off a very old game and so a lot of the baggage and legacy of that game came along with it. This is a new entry into the series, as you say, not being particularly great for a very long time, but I'm never going to complain with seeing a mana game rock up on a press conference. And of course, I will be buying it because Square Enix could sell me a shit in a box and I'd probably <laughs> end up picking it up. So, shit, shit in a box would make this 10 good things list. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy for that to slot in at uh, number one or at least take a place on the good list. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll kick us off with the fuck off list, and <laughs> while I was I was tempted to go straight in on a lot of the format of the game awards, and don't worry, we'll fucking get to that. I thought I'd start yes, us off with with a game, and I, f- I felt this was a game that really set the tone for the evening, as it were. Pretty much the first Finn shown, Matthew Conaghy dragged on stage, looked <laughs> baffled and confused as to why the hell he was there, to reveal his work on a new upcoming spice sci-fi title called Exodus. And Exodus looks bland as fuck. <laughs> but Exodus screamed what happened to these people in space. Except it's not quite that because it's got some form of ridiculous time jump. Whatever happened to you can't happen to somebody in the past. Or yada, yada, yada. It's It seems a little bit confused because McConaughey builded it up as something where decisions matter. And you're going to have impact on the people back home. But if you know, five minutes for you is a hundred years for somebody else, then you can't really fucking do much. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be dead. (laughs) How how does this narratively work? Surely with that logic, you should actually set the game back home because their decisions can can affect you because you're like you know you're miles in the future so like you know, that that would be the game but instead yeah i i, I totally agree with that man i um, i kind of wrote down that like they were bigging that up but it sounds like it's literally just going to be the initial narrative hook that he's in a new place now and like thousands of years ago so his family's gone like they're not going to do anything with that from a gameplay sense i i don't think um but yeah look i i thought the trailer for this was fine um it's from some ex-bioware devs and it kind of looks like Mass Effect without the soul and interesting kind of alien species. Like, I didn't get any sense that there was interesting kind of things to explore in this game. Um, but I did have something in my uh, fuck-off list, which I guess this this kind of overlaps it, so I'll, I'll, I'll say that it's done. Um, I had something in mind for the whole idea of uh, actors coming on stage to lazily big up a dog shit video game you could swear you've already played before. Um, but I actually had that on for uh, Simu, uh, Simu Lee coming in for Asgard's Wrath 2. But, you know, it's the same concept. Just an actor coming out telling you that they've run this, they're in this incredible game that's going to be the, the future of, of gaming. And then you, you watch the trailer and you're like, no, no, it's not. No, it's it's just it's just shit again. So, yeah, I'm fine with Exodus uh, going on the on the shit list. I think that's absolutely fine. Um, I want to so throw in one final little dagger into the heart of Exodus while I'm here. I mean, not only did it give off the what happened to these people in space vibes, immediately ruined it by just going, it's aliens. It then had played parts from those heinous crime of all and played a fucking muse song. Super massive black For hole. For no reason. If you wanted to know that this was developed by 2005's Mass Effect devs, well, there the fuck you go. They were using a trailer <laughs> song from 18 years ago. It was pretty much in theme for that one. Just yep. just miserable all round. Bad, bad sod placement there. That didn't totally fit. 
at all. At all. Yeah. Just just a just a bad time. So we'll we'll move on now that Exodus has been well and truly kicked in the dick. And move on to <laughs> our fir- my first good fin from the show. And well, I I think you've been waiting for me to say it because you're you're kind enough to give me my moment, but here we go. Sega is back. Sega oh, is yeah. back, everybody. Sega has <laughs> five new games in development from some of its most famous storied franchises. Jet Set Radio, Streets of Rage, Shinobi, Golden Axe, and Crazy Taxi. We've got tiny little flickers of gameplay from each one. We can't really glean much from any of this. You, it's, it's a teaser trailer. It's a little showcase reel. We have no idea if they'll be good or bad. I mean, you can make the fleetingest of impressions. I thought Jet Set looked pretty cool. I thought Shinobi looked gorgeous. I thought whoever's mm, taken yeah. on that one has very much got the theme of that. Little concern that Streets of Rage seems to be 3D rather than 2D, but I guess they kind of did that with that Dometsu Streets of Rage 4 game, so maybe they're trying to take it in a different way. Golden Axe, uh, I don't know. Like That reboot it did 10 or 13 years ago wasn't great, but maybe this time it will be. And Crazy Taxi is just a heavy fuck yes. That's just a heavy fuck yes for me. But it doesn't really matter whether these are good or not. It's just nice to see Sega returning to its dormant franchises and realizing that there is value in them. And there's a fan base of people there who want to play them. Me, almost exclusively. You know, and follow-up interviews with, you know, the head honchos at Sega shown that these aren't going to be the only ones. There's going to be more games. There's going to be more franchises dug up from the dirt to come back into our homes and I'm, I'm just excited to see what they do they might be terrible they might not be good but it's just nice to have sega back again yeah absolutely man yeah i as you said yeah i kind of this was always going to be making it to the good list but i thought i i almost certain you're going to want to do the uh the sega kind of super smash brothers everyone is here uh moment for yours so uh yeah absolutely thrilled with this as you said it's just nice to have them back you know i feel like sega outside of sonic the hedgehog have kind of just been just sitting on so much kind of video game history for for what feels like decades now and you know people love this stuff you know you've got like people you've got kind of people making you know jet set radio tribute games like bomb rush cyberpunk which is get you know a lot of people are really happy with it why not just have sega make one and uh you know as you said shinobi looked looks beautiful really good slick 2d action game there uh, i didn't mind the brief trailer we saw of golden axe like it doesn't it looks like a nice six out of ten bit of third person dwarf action like I, I don't know it just looks good i'll take that and uh obviously crazy taxi is the star of the show for me um i i have to assume that at this point like they'll just buy all of the offsprings music you know <laughs> like, it won't just be two songs it'll just you'll just play the whole game to all of the offspring and just thrilled for that but yeah as you said it's even it's even just a mindset thing right it's just great to see sega go you know what we are actually here and we're we're aware we've got all this cool shit and, and you know have some of this you pricks you know that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what i want i just i just want it back um so yeah very excited very thrilled and yeah sega can absolutely get themselves onto the good list uh yeah thrilled to have them there okay i, I pass back over to you now for your second fuck off of the list all right second fuck off there's a lot of competition josh i think for the second second <laughs> fuck off spot here you know you could as you said there's so many format things you can go with you can go with some games i'm gonna try and stick to games until i'm exhausted of genuine fuck off games you know when you get to the stuff where it's just a bit meandering i might start digging at the overall format of the show uh but yeah i think for my next fuck off game josh i'm gonna have to go with and uh, i'm sorry man i'm sorry for this visionary director joseph Ferrez. But I'm going for the Brothers Tale of Two Sons remake, Josh. (laughs) 
I just I just don't see the point. Uh, you know, for some background on this, I think we covered Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons on one of the first ever show uh, shows of Beat the Sheet, where we were trying to beat all of Game Pass, and you know, we both found it a completely okay like six out of ten video game i had a quick look at our reviews on the on the old sheet uh just today just, just to have a look at what we were said and yeah you know it's it's entirely fine just this kind of single player single player game that you play as if it's co-op you control a character with each stick it was a clever little idea but i i don't think it really worked and i think joseph ferris has gone on to make much more interesting games uh you know i was a huge fan of it takes two recently but i just I just don't see the point, Josh. Like, it's the game isn't that old. It still looks decent enough. Like, I, I can't see the point of a remake to this game other than just a cynical cash grab. Like, it's just... It's not it's not a good enough game like, to bring back. I just I just think it's a waste of, of, of development effort from whoever's been tasked with this. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Joseph. I hope you're still a friend of the show. But uh, that's, that's my pick for the fuck-off list here. I mean, he'll always be a friend of the show. I mean, you know, he, that, you can never take that away from him. But I, I'm, I'm in heavy agreement with you here. This, this was a bit of a, a baffled moment for me. Started off quite early in the pre-show, and I mean, look, the game itself—it's been given a slight visual upgrade. I don't think it's been given a huge one. I, I expect it to look significantly better. It looks more like a remaster than a remake. But, you know, there it is. It's fine. I think the one-player co-op mechanic has been worked better more recently. I think Bayonet Origins actually did a similar thing and actually did it quite well. And I feel, unless they've heavily updated how this game feels and plays, and from the looks of it, it's all the puzzles I remember. There's not a flash of anything new here. Then that's not going to help. But the biggest flaw for Brothers was the fact that narratively it just wasn't a particularly good game. It, it was a bad story from a time when any indie game with an emotional heft to it, or at least a forced one, was deemed as revelatory. Well, nowadays there's actual indie games who do generate actual emotion in proper ways with good storytelling. And a game like Brothers is going to feel so dated in comparison to that because it is even Farris himself has improved with this it takes two as you mentioned quite rightly is a much better game both narratively and mechanically than brothers was he's improved i don't know why this has been dug up it wasn't some lost relic you could still buy it on the xbox store if you so felt inclined i think it's on ea play if you want to play it yeah. i'm just i'm just a little bit lost as to why it was needed and who is going to want it but alas it's coming but I know it's coming to us straight on the fuck-off list. <laughs> it is. It is going straight on the fuck-off list. So, yeah, okay, that is my uh, that is the second item on the fuck-off list. And now I'm going to be going back to the good list. So, third thing to go on the good list. i got a couple of options here. I'm just trying to... I've been going between a couple, figuring out which one I think is the most deserving of the next spot. And I'm going to go with a game which is a, a sequel to a game that I didn't even know existed. Um, and I went on to buy from Steam today for 64 pence. This is a Pony Island 2 Panda Circus. Uh, this looks insane. Uh, this is so. This is from the uh, the guy who made Inscription, which is a, a fantastic kind of weird subversive roguelikey card game. That's actually a lot more than that. Came out I think last year. Brilliant game. And this is a return to some mad shit he made about eight years ago. <laughs> and uh, it, honestly, it's it's hard to really tell what this is. It's very. It's just, it, it seems like it's everything and yet also nothing. I, I don't know. It, it has elements where it looks like it's an old 2D RPG, elements where it looks like a, a factory simulation game, a, a trippy puzzle game. There was one point where he was trying to put a ball in a in a hole in a weird room. There's a crazy arcade machine that 
talks to him, and, and I, 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 I don't know what the hell's going on, but it was probably the most vibe-heavy trailer of the entire night. Um, it just, it just looks awesome. Um, I hear the original is kind of when you get down to the very basics of it, it's, it's got a, like quite heavy point-and-click elements, which is, it's usually a genre I, I despise with every fiber of my being, but. This just looks so cool that I, I can get past that. Um, and yeah, I just I just think everyone should be seeking this trailer out. If you didn't see it because it was on the pre-show, maybe you missed the pre-show, just pop this on for a couple of minutes. It's so hard to even describe what it is. And yeah, I thought it was it was one of the best things of the whole night. Yeah, I, I fully enjoyed this trailer. It felt like it got lost to the much better Day of the Devs Game Awards showcase. It was meant to be on that and it took a wrong turn and ended up here <laughs> instead because its natural home was amongst those trailers. And I might get to them in a minute. But yeah, I thought this looked really cool. <laughs> I thought it had <laughs> such much a creativity and excitement behind it. As you say, it's a very old, is the original pun out, a very old title, a little bit you know, restricted as somebody who's learning their craft, but he's gone on to make so much better fins, you know, and Scripture was such a cool game. You know, you feel like the potential is here now to really return to this kind of weird world which he'd already sown the seeds of. And I, I'm just very excited to see what comes from this. And equally, I was also strangely thrilled to see that the live-action actor who is within this trailer was part of my favourite meme video of the year <laughs> on the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Miles Edgeworth uh, meme video, which we might pop in the show description so that there's some context to my rambling. Yeah. But it's, it's very funny, and he's very funny, so I'm very excited to see... How that plays out as well. But no, I think this is a really cool pick and a really cool title. I'm, I'm looking forward to giving this a go when it comes out. A very long time from now. I mean, yeah. the fact it was saying 2025 and Flickr in 26 shows that this one is a... <laughs> this, this one might be a wait. I don't think this is coming anytime soon. No, definitely not. Okay, so that's the third good thing on the list as we move on to the... The uh, the next thing to give yourself a nice fuck off, the third fuck off of the list. And this time, I think I'm going to have to give it to somebody I, I really didn't want to give this one to. But I'm going to stick with you on the game theme for now. And when I heard that House House was following up Untitled Goose Game with its next project, I immediately pricked my ears up with excitement. And then was deeply disappointed with the trailer that we got for Big Walk, as it's titled. Uh, this looks like it's going to be almost like a party co-op game where you can traverse this landscape and try to get somewhere to solve puzzles and mysteries with each other. But I don't know, this lacked a lot of the charm which I found came so easily to Untitled Goose Game. And here, it looked a little bland, it looked a little bit tired, it looked like something that's already been done before. I mean, you know, a short hike, for example, does something similar to this already and will probably not be as good as that because that was a remarkably well-made indie game. There's better co-op titles out there these days. This looks to me to be targeting a niche that I, I don't really know if these guys with the talent that they have, particularly for Christian comedic situations, needed to go down. I admire them for trying something new. I'm never going to tell people to stick solely in their lane, but off the basis of this trailer, and hopefully future ones will convince me otherwise, I found this to be a pretty disappointing reveal for something I was quite excited for. Hmm, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I mean, I I toyed with this one. I toyed with actually giving this one a place on my good things list. Uh, it, it did fall off in the end, um, but you know, I was definitely closer to the good things world than the, the fuck off world. But uh, I just I don't know. I thought it had a good. 
it just seemed very goofy and kind of weird, you know. You're all playing as these weird little clay blob looking bird dudes and i don't know you know it it reminded me a bit of um i played a game called supraland which there's a sequel mm. to now which is kind of like a single player you know puzzle where everyone's just these weird stick figure men and it gave me a bit of a similar vibe to that obviously now with kind of a, a co-op aspect and, and some sort of multiplayer aspect i i don't know it looks a bit directionless right now i would say i think it's it, it, I agree with you. I think it has some convincing to do to to really, you know, they're not bringing it out till 2025. It does have time. But I think Untitled Goose Game is such a tight experience that to see them go down a path which looks a bit meandering is maybe a little unfortunate. Like I, I kind of, you know, it doesn't need to be another Goose Game. It doesn't need to be another 2D top-down game, anything like that. But I think I would have liked to see them stay maybe, you know, single-player focused, short, tight, funny, and this just, I don't know, maybe it's just not my kind of game as well. You know, I'm, I'm not about to find, you know, five people to go and play as blobby bird men for hours on end and walk around this place. But yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna seed this, to, you know, I'm going to allow this to be on the fuck off list. I, I'm not as hard on it as you, but I, I, I don't think there's good enough things to show on it yet that I, I, I want to save it. Even I feel a little bad about this one. I mean, distill it to fuck off does feel a little mean because I just think it's disappointing and a bit bland more than anything else. But I was excited and I was left cold, so... let so let's fuck let, off. So fuck <laughs> off. What, what more can I do for you? I did my best. I did my best. Right, so on to my next good thing. And this is another one which is a very, very long way away. Let's be honest. This was a teaser trailer and almost an announcement more than anything beyond that. But... I am quite excited to see what Arcane Leon can do with the Blade license. I think this is a real marriage made in license heaven right here. These guys, obviously from the Dishonored series and Deathloop, basically just Blade, swords and guns. There you go. There's Blade for you. It's already all there. Interesting switching the action to Paris, which I think is really cool with it being the devs, you know, home country and, you know, getting some of that French flavor into the work as well will be a very nice thing to see. Uh, It was a cool teaser as well. I feel like the character vibe was good. The art style looked good. Everything felt like it was there for this one. The only concern I did have was when they announced it was a third person action game. I'm not, Hmm. obviously not something that Arkane Leon has ever done before. So it'll be interesting to see how they tackle that. You know, the big fantastic first person experiences, how will they deal with it otherwise? But with a melee focused sword character like Blade, I can understand why maybe shifting to third person is a much simpler way to do that than trying to get good first person sword combat, which can always be a little hit and miss. So... Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes, but similar to uh, uh, Panda, the Pony Island sequel, I think this is going to be a very, very long way away. If this makes it before 2026, I'll be amazed. Yeah, yeah, it does seem quite far away. But yeah, I'm also super excited about this one. This would have been coming up on my good things list pretty soon. Uh, yeah, I said, you know, Ar- Arcane Leon don't really miss. You know, I know we've had Redfall this year from a different Arcane studio, but it's important to note that that's not the same development team. Uh, you know, this is the studio that brought you Dishonored 1 and 2 and Deathloop. So always good stuff from Arcane Leon. Um, they seem really passionate about this project. Uh, so I, I just think it's going to be great. They have come out and said that this is very much an, an immersive sim. This is, you know, it's sticking in the same genre as your Dishonoreds and your Deathloops. So, you know, while they are moving to third person, which will be a bit of a challenge for them, they are kind of sticking with the 
sticking in the in the world of their kind of game design which you know it's one of, it's basically the best thing about their studio so I, i'm really pleased with that um i i do think as you said probably two to two and a half years before we we get to play it but yeah i think it'll be great um i, I would say though that probably the one of the most painful people to come on the stage on the entire show was the uh the marvel studios executive who came out to talk about this game with uh with the arcane leon uh, developer because Oh god, it just it just sounded like he was just in a pitch meeting somewhere. <laughs> he just he just did not sound he was not made for the stage at all, that man. It was just just painful, painful to listen to him. But uh but you know, he just, he just tried his best. And uh I think I think this is just a great license for Arcane to get, so very excited about it. And while he was stood next to the studio lead in that wonderful coat that he had on, I mean that didn't help oh. him. If you if you're gonna come out with you know big boring bland executive energy and you stood next to that guy in that coat with a French accent, you're just fucked from the outside. What chance do you have? Yeah, and then he goes on. Then he goes off and starts doing like kicks and shit. You know, you're, you're basically stood next to Blade. You've got no chance. Like, it's just you're absolutely <laughs> fucked. But... <laughs> but I will now pass back to you for your fourth fuck off. All right, fuck off number four. Right, a lot of good, a lot of good options for this one. I, I got one thing in the fuck off list that I, I, I kind of want to make sure it gets in there and not in the good list. So I, I, I nearly did that here, but instead I'm gonna go for a more straight up, get fucked option here, which is a, uh, you're not tricking me, Suicide Squad. You definitely <laughs> still suck. Like I, I'm not, I'm not falling for it. You can show me your story trailer. You can, you can show me brief little pockets of gameplay where it looks like you've tried to suck all the live service out of it. I know, we know what's hidden under there. We've seen it. We saw it like six months ago, and it was so shit. You had to hide. Like it, it's, it's, it's all still there. You're just trying to pretend it's not, so you can scrape to February, get some sales, and then we all go, "Oh, it's a bloody live service game." <laughs> shit. I just, I'm not having it. Um, I also think that. I just think the fact that all the combat in this game is guns just feels miserable for this world. I don't want to be in this world with guns. I, I want to... I, I, I just want this to be an Arkham skin. <laughs> just just put the Batman Arkham world on Suicide Squad. A few different characters. It's, just, it's such a shame for... You know, we had Gotham Knights as well, which obviously didn't deliver. And then you've got this coming as well. It's just... It's such a fall from grace for just cool dc games like batman adjacent games have just fallen off so hard lately and i i just i can't see them saving this i just think this i think the trailer for what it's worth tried its best but i i, I you can still see through those cracks they're still there so i'm i'm condemning this to fuck off unless unless you think otherwise no no i i too picked up on the massive levels of fraud which was happening all the way through this you know that there is it was a good trailer. I think the story mode is interesting. I think the actual idea of it is interesting. And there is a good game you can make from this. But they haven't been able to make that because Warner Brothers have dictated otherwise. And here we are. Warner Brothers is going to burn each of its studios into the ground chasing a pot of money. It is not going to find. And this this game, which may play tightly enough. It's a Rocksteady game. I'd be surprised if it didn't play well. You know, it's but it's tied to a genre and a and a movement in video games which is already feels over the hill and going down that hill at a rapid fucking rate you know no no well produced glitzy trailers are going to save suicide squad from the inevitable fives and sixes which are going to be meeting it when it releases in february i will probably end up buying it a year or two later for 5 pounds when they shut the servers down <laughs> but until then i'm afraid it's it deserves its place on the fuck off list 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we go back to the good list, and we're uh, nearly halfway through now, so good thing number five. Some some might call this a cynical pick for the good list, Josh, but uh, it was technically on the show, which means, damn it, I can put it on the good list. It's time for FF7 Rebirth, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> all, all we got from Final Fantasy VII Rebirth in this show was just a debut of uh, of its of its kind of new theme song, or, or at least a song that's going to be in the game. But you know, it was it was it was a, it was a damn good song, and we just got to watch all the lovely, lovely, pretty hot FF7 characters just having a nice time in a few brief trailer shots. Some of them were singing the song, doing a bit of dancing. Just, just, just put this game in my face as soon as you possibly can. I just, I, I, it's all I want. Like I'm, I'm over 2023. You know, I, I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> just can we just get to this game, and I'll just play this for the foreseeable future. I just. Ah, uh, yeah. For for someone who doesn't have like a childhood of FF Seven nostalgia that he's even bringing to these games, like we did play FF Seven, but you know, really in the last few years, it's kind of quite a fresh thing for me. I just I just love this world and these stupid anime ass characters. I just I just adore it all, and I I can't wait for this game. No, no, I'm I'm in full agreement. And what a song it was! I thoroughly uh. enjoyed the song beautifully performed, got the orchestra back out for a second appearance. That never happens. I mean, they appeared at other times during the show, but we'll get to that again. But, <laughs> no, I, I thought this was really cool. I can You can actually watch the trailer which played behind the song up on YouTube, where you get some more story beats and some you get to hear the voices of Sid and Cat Sif and all the of Vincent's there as well. It, it just looks like such a good time. You, my daddy bad angel is floating around too, doing good stuff. I can't wait to see what madness this game does to the story of Final Fantasy VII with fucking Zack floating about and do they kill Aerith. I mean, I, I literally cannot wait to play this game. It's, I'm so excited for FF7 Rebirth. It's it's already the best game of 2024, so why we don't need to do a game of the year 2024 list? It's already here. We can do it at the same time as yeah. the game of the year 2023 <laughs> list. Like, we know what it's going to be. I mean, I'm, I'm very hyped to play this. It looks fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, then. Well, that is uh, back to you now for fuck off number five. Fuck off number five. I'm I'm trying as well to continue to stick to the to the game theme, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of merge a general anger with the show with a game which fell into it, yeah. which is. I really resent the Game Awards for its ability to turn an advert into a trailer. And you can't really tell what's a trailer, what's an advert, what's paid to be here, what's here, because it actually adds something to the show. And I don't think any game synonymizes that more than fucking Helldivers 2. Yes, please. (laughs) Sneaking on in there. For the seemingly the 10th showcase on the trot, I've had to sit through a Helldivers trailer. (laughs) And it's not looking any better. It continues to look like a very generic Derek live shooter game in that EDF kind of energy without getting any of the actual charm or flair. There's an actual EDF game coming out next year. We don't need this shit. Yeah, We've that. got the good stuff coming. You know, this still looks like such a soulless hack job of a Jim Ryan purchase. You know, it, it sums <laughs> up everything that is wrong with modern Sony. And yeah, and just this general blending of trailers and adverts and all that is wrong with the fucking Game Awards is eponymized within this title. So Helldivers 2, you can fuck off for me. 
yeah, it's of no surprise to anyone that I will not be vetoing the uh, the Helldivers 2 pick. I actually had this picked for the exact same reason. Um, I, the same kind of thing. I was going to use it as a framing device for these bloody adverts just blended in with trailers. The amount of times I'd be watching this show and, you know, I'm trying to prep. We're going to do podcasts. We're going to talk about this. I'm trying to prep by, you know, really taking this stuff in, writing a couple of notes. And then I'll kind of realize, like, 45 seconds into a trailer, this is just fucking Helldivers. <laughs> like, this is something that's already out and it's just going to finish with a play it now. And I'm like, oh, you you dicks like stop stop doing that like it's it's why we can't lightning round the game awards right because if you're watching a nintendo direct or an xbox showcase or a a playstation showcase those companies have designed that show to be like look at this great shit we've got coming you know it's going to be you're going to enjoy it they're trying to sell their brand the game awards is just trying to sell itself that's all it's doing it's just trying to make money with a bunch of like the amount of times you'll just cut to just some yeah, like Helldivers or, you know, I don't know. This probably, this might come up later in the fuck off list, but just some shit from Hoyoverse. Like, I, I don't care. I just, I don't want another, I don't want to watch another trailer for another free-to-play dog shit game that is now available. Like, I, I'm so over it. And it's such an annoyance that they kind of mix those in with things that are genuinely worth talking about, like the stuff we've got on the good list. It's, it just makes the show a misery. And uh, yeah, it's, that's the probably the most fuck offish of all of the fuck offs we've got so far. I really would like it to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think I'll try to, to bring us back up again with a with a good list pick. I'm sure we can both agree on. Again, buried on the pre-show for absolutely no reason was a delightful story trailer for Metaphor Refantazio, the upcoming yeah. Atlas game from the creators of the Persona series with some of the Neo Automata team in there as well. This just looks fucking incredible. Like, this has all I want from so This looks... Like, I, I've always loved Atlas's titles, but what Atlas used to do in the past was it had these weird little offshoot series, which it kind of dropped in and out of occasionally. Like, this kind of stopped doing that in its modern era. It's very focused on Shimagami Tensei and Persona, and that makes sense because those are its two biggest RPG franchises, particularly Persona. But I'm kind of glad to see Atlas branching out again. It's trying to do weird fins. Don't get me wrong. This looks like a Persona game. It looks like a Shin Megami Tensei games. But if it can have enough wrinkles on that formula and bring enough weird new energy to it, I think you could be in for a really good time on this one. It's got a great setting. I love this weird tournament they all seem to be having to determine either a new kin or some some weird shit is going on. I'm, <laughs> I'm all in on that. I think the music sounds incredible. The music that scored this trailer was wonderful. The character designs look completely on point. Everybody looks fuckable. I mean, you can't really <laughs> ask for much more from a, a JRPG series. And yeah. I, I'm just very hyped to see how this plays out. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Another 2024 release. And only on Xbox, I believe. An Xbox exclusive, at least yeah. at launch. That's really cool. That's the kind of shit Microsoft should be buying. Maybe Phil Spencer's finally decided to stop buying shit studios <laughs> and just buy the rights to the odd good game because this will slap. There is no doubt about it. This will own. Yeah, this looks fantastic, man. I totally agree. I just, yeah, I think it just, you know, as you said, it looks very Persona. It looks very SMT, but story-wise it kind of doesn't right as you said it's it's got this big kingdom in turmoil there's some kind of ascendancy to the throne there's this tournament going on and there's the absolute dream team of people involved i mean as you said like creators of persona 3 4 and 5 the the music is from the composers of those games you know persona legendary music across the series like artwork from neo automata people 
the the bloody mechs are designed from someone who designed mechs for Neon Genesis and Evangelion. Like you've just literally just put everything that's good about the fucking world and you just threw it in this <laughs> Persona ass game. Like it's it. I mean, goddamn. Like you know, I know FF Seven Rebirth is winning Game of the Year next year, but this might well be number two. Like I just if I if I have the hundred and twenty hours that I can play it in, it will probably be second. So please release this before like October. I'm gonna need the hours for it because they don't make games shorter than you know the average lifespan of a dog so you, know, you, you, do, you do need about 15 years so um, so just just give me it quick enough that i can at least get it on my game of the year list but other than that i am i'm thrilled for this i absolutely can't wait absolutely i i hand back to you to bring the mood back down again with a nice dollop of shit all right all right let's do it um right i think you know we've made it quite far in the show josh i uh i think it's time Get fucked, OD. Get fucked. <laughs> ah, here uh, it is. <laughs> there it is. I don't give a shit, man. I, uh, you know, I, I look. I, I, I love Kojima. Um, I think this is a really interesting partnership. I think it's a great get for Xbox. You know, managing to grab a bit of the uh, Kojima verse and, and drag it their way. I think that's cool. You know, he's collaborating with Jordan Peele. Like Jordan Peele, he's cool. What I don't like is trailers that are fucking nothing. You know, and and nothing by Kojima standards as well. Like I, I, I loved the Death Stranding. You know, let's watch four minutes of mad nonsense, like every six months for seven years until Death Stranding comes out. I, I love that as much as the next guy trying to figure out what the hell that was. But this was just simply absolutely nothing, followed by, you know, about ten to fifteen minutes of just Jeff Keighley just noshing off Kojima on a stage in a show where no one else got more than about seven and a half fucking seconds to speak and it's like but you know but once once Keely's buddy Kojima's on stage it's like oh we better stop the fucking presses and just have 20 minutes of just nothing we'll just say absolutely nothing because Kojima's here so I'm just gonna stop the show and he can just tell us that he's making a game that's also a movie and is also a new type of media we've never seen before it, it fucking is it's gonna be something we've seen before Death Stranding is just a delivery game. <laughs> it's it's just totally reliable delivery service, but not a zero out of ten. You know, it's it's a, it's about a five out of ten. No, it's it's just I don't know. I just it just irritated me, man. I I hope that in the future we get to see some cool stuff from this. I'm not completely telling the whole project to fuck off, but its presentation on this show was just a bit of a slap in the face to the entire rest of the kind of show, to be honest. So yeah, there yeah. Odie, I very nearly wanted this on the good list with some caveats. I was also tempted to put it on the fuck-off list with some caveats because it kind of slips into that weird nether realm. I think the amount of time they gave to what was essentially nothing does tip the balance in the favour of, okay, you're going to have to fuck off, please. Because <laughs> yeah. although I, I am excited to see Kojima finally get to make a horror game. Let's be honest, PT was a remarkable teaser trailer and he has always looked like he has a great horror game in him and this hopefully will be that, collaborating with Jason Peele. It seems like it's going to be almost episodic if you're saying there's going to be extra collaborators, which is probably going to be what the blending cinema and game is part of it. It's going to be almost like a fucking anthology of some form, if I had to guess. Let's, let's find out if I'm right in five years' time when it comes out. <laughs> but... That's what I would assume it is. But look, there's nothing here. It was just three actors saying one line, one very well-witted, weird yeah. line. I liked the dialogue. If that's a flavour of what's going to come, then I'm all aboard that. 
but it is nothing. It's just an announcement of people doing something, and that's not something to spend 10 minutes about going absolutely nowhere around the houses. We have no clue what this really is, and we're not going to for many, many years. So although it's exciting to know it exists, it's also a little bit, you know, fuck offable that it yeah. <laughs> brought nothing to the show. It took a, it already too long show and elongated it even further still, solely so that Keith Lee can have the credos of having Hideo Kojima on his show. Which, which is about the only reason he was there, let's be honest with you. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think with those caveats in place, this does belong on the fuck-off list. And hopefully we're yeah. proven very wrong in 2039 when it finally comes out. <laughs> 2039 when we get a trailer with a little bit more information in it. <laughs> but that's it. Like, yeah, it's context is just super important with it, right? Like, if, if Xbox had had that as their closing game on a, on a you know, game showcase for Xbox, you'd be like, that's a big headline thing, right? They finally got this Kojima partnership. It's huge. But it was just so fucking self-indulgent on, on a show that felt rushed despite being bloated as hell. It just, it, it just didn't sit right in this show. So you're going to have to fuck off for now, Kojima. But, you know, we... We love you, and we will uh, we'll play whatever the hell this is when it comes out. Okay, right, I am off to the good list again, and uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we've got through a lot of the stuff that I really, really liked on this show, and I would say um, that's you know a lot of the big hits have already been done. So yeah, we're kind of getting to to some of the stuff that's a bit more in the middle. But what I will say, Josh, is I'm going to take a brief a brief uh, move over here to something that I I haven't even played. <laughs> their first game in their see in this well the first game that the studio is famous for and yeah i'm still gonna put on the good list light no fire from the no man's sky developers um mm. i i think this just i think this looks really good um you know they obviously got in trouble when they when they announced no man's sky for kind of doing a bit of a doing a bit of a peter molyneux kind of promise in the world and then what you get was just a bit of a, a bit of empty shell of, of what they'd promised but by all accounts, in the last 10 years, they've built No Man's Sky to be a genuinely impressive universe to explore. You know, frankly, it shits all over Starfield, for what it's worth, so <laughs> that's a good point. Um, and yeah, look, you know, I, I think this this looks like it's building on top of 10 years of No Man's Sky, right? So it's not, it's not starting again. It's kind of taking everything they've learned on that to build an entire fucking planet <laughs> which which looks looks pretty incredible like the i i was kind of when they were on stage talking about it i was a bit like uh i don't know about this but i thought the actual trailer impressed i thought the trailer looked great um there was a lot of a lot of variants in that you know like a variety in the world all kinds of different shit going on it's it's probably frankly not even a game that is for me you know i i saw some crafting in there and i was like <laughs> oh no i'm not playing this but i just respect it i just think it does look like a genuinely impressive uh world that they're building and i i think it's going to be a success for them i just think it looks great yeah i'm i'm so tempted to veto because I'm, I'm so unsold on what this is. It's it's a continuation of a trend in game, and I wish would leave this this boring procedural giant world instead of any form of craft. It does t- bore me shitless. I do but, hate that. <laughs> but equally, I can appreciate the technical ambition of the title, and I I can see why it's technically interesting on that level. I just think it's a bad trend for the industry. Mm. And No Man's Sky, all the promise it offered, has been somewhat fulfilled, but in its wake is a load of copycat pieces of shit. And yeah. I, I just wonder what shit this is going to unearth in its, its wake. <laughs> is well. it worth the cost? <laughs> is it worth the cost of giving yeah. it my endorsement? I, yeah. I don't know if I can live with it, so I, I'm vetoing it. It's, it's gone. All right. It's off That's the fine, list. man. 
that's fine i i will say i'm i'm in complete agreement with you in terms of like you know i do i find procedurally generated games so tedious compared to you know someone actually crafting a world you know crafting a real vision of, of places to go and things to see on the horizon so i i'm very much the same of don't like the concept but i think these guys do it as good as anyone actually does they do it well enough that it's it's fine for them to do it but yeah they they inspire copycats so uh yeah okay well that's gone so i need another good thing now and i, I guess we might be seeing that later on the fuck off list <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's see okay right i'm gonna move on um and i mean you've used your veto now so i could pick any old shite which is quite fun. <laughs> this is the way uh, this is the yeah, way <laughs> it's the risk now i'm gonna go for something that i don't know i i i have a bit of hope that this could be quite quite cool uh i'm gonna go for Jurassic Park Survival. Oh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> there it is. He's got him. He's got him. Uh, yeah, look, I um, I think this just looks like it. It kind of reminds me of kind of like it's like that back to basics early two thousands approach to licensed video games that I kind of miss. You know, like just this. You just go, ah, it's 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 the movie, and uh, everyone else is gone, and you're still there. Shit. Like it's just like it's so it's so PS two era licensed video game and I, I miss ps2 era licensed video games so I'm, I'm quite looking forward to this i think you know it's been a while since there's been a and it's been a game set in a jurassic park setting that wasn't like a you know there's been there's been like simulation games where you run in a park and there's been stuff like that but i think it'll just be cool to see this world in an actual modern game i think it's been ages since there's been a graphically decent representation of jurassic park so i think it looks pretty good um you know it's don't be wrong it looks like a six to seven out of ten but i'm kind of glad it exists and i just think it's going to be going to be a good time ah just what a fuck about and find out moment that was found out there because i i looked at this trailer like you i i was like oh they're doing something the jurassic park class but this just screams it's going to be a dead by daylight clone it's got huge dead by daylight. How long oh, can know. you survive while the evil dinosaur chases you or something along those lines? If it doesn't end up being that, then this could be interesting. I am almost I... certain this is going to be a dead by daylight clone. And and it should have been vetoed. So if it, <laughs> oh, if, it, if, it, if, it hel- if it helps you, I do I do believe Saber have came out and said this is a single player game. It's not a bullshit weird multiplayer dinosaurs try and get you thing apparently it is a single player game with we have to assume i think some kind of linear story to follow so you know so i think it's just a ps2 license game which is great okay that that makes me feel better because i watched this trailer read nothing about it afterwards because it's jurassic park game they invariably suck and thought this is just gonna be a dead by daylight survival game i still wouldn't be surprised if saber's just lying and it, and it comes out and there's fucking Michael Myers from Halloween Jason <laughs> Hughes, one of the special edition characters. <laughs> and there's Nicolas Cage walking up to <laughs> chase you too. You know, <laughs> Nicolas Cage voices at a Velociraptor or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's good. It's good to happen. It's good to happen. But, uh, but yeah, I, I have some. I have some faith. Um, apparently, it's literally a revival of a of a game that got cancelled in the early two thousands. Apparently, Jurassic Park Survival was a game, and then they binned it off. So, you know, I don't know if that one had Nicolas Cage in, but this one sure as <laughs> shit will. So, <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, I don't know. I guess that's one less for your fuck off list. But uh, <laughs> but, but it's, it's it's your turn to go back to that. So uh, yeah, fuck off number six, Josh. What a, what do you got for us? It's becoming a bit of a challenge now, to it be is. honest. The the blandness of the show has somewhat overtaken the, 
you know, the hate I feel for a lot of it. So I might I might branch out wider at last. I might I might finally bring in some wider Game Awards coverage to this list and okay. say that we've touched upon it slightly already, but the award winner's speeches being cut off after 30 seconds could resolutely go fuck itself all yeah. evening. It was by far the worst thing about the entire show is that it builds itself as a celebration of the industry. And the second somebody comes up there to actually speak about what they've done and thank the teams they've worked on, and you forget, in video games, unlike movies, it's a very faceless industry. A lot of the time, you don't get to put a face to the people who make your favourite games, which is probably why people feel so comfortably abusing them basically every single day. Because you can't see who they are, you don't see them as people. And this is an opportunity to put a face to Fins. And yet, they are hurried off stage. A massive clock was counting down the entire time from 30 before an incredibly passive-aggressive please wrap it up sangle went onto the big screen too. And the orchestra started playing softly and got progressively louder if you dared to try to keep on talking. <laughs> to which Keith Lee was up to go, well, nobody was cut off. They fucking work of course they were what don't try to spin that as not being cut off you completely put them under pressure to wrap it up as quickly as possible you could see people the rather night went on frantically trying to get through fins and the frustration you could see on their faces as well sam lake at one point looked fucking livid that he was being played off because how much coverage has he given to these fucking keithley showcases he's given so much alan wake stuff to him and he won't even let him thank his bastard team for a minute it's such poor form. You've got people like fucking IG Anuma rocking up from Japan, a legendary developer who may not have many years left in him. And because he has to speak through a translator, you're getting all the free sentences out of him. It's unbelievable <laughs> yeah. to have these people here and then to rush them off. The Comfortably, the worst example of this was probably the first one of the night for the best performance where Christopher Judge, who, let's be honest, caused this with his rambling eight-minute speech from last year, who went completely too far the other way and just wouldn't shut up. And so now everybody has to be penalised because of him. But the best performance went to Neil Nolborn from Baldur's Gate 3, who played Asterion, and by all accounts was a fantastic performance. And just at the end of his speech, he gave a very touching recount of what was happening you know, to people who played Baldur's Gate and identified with the variety of player choice you could have and could see themselves in, represented in something where they usually are not. And it was genuinely sweet and he looked genuinely touched by it. And all I could fucking hear was the orchestra <laughs> trying to get him off stage. It was Ugh. dreadful and it happened all night. And it, the balance was completely off on this. And he, I think he should be ashamed of himself for doing that, yeah. so that you could rush them to the next fucking advert. I thought it was abhorrent behaviour to treat people who have flown out to Los Angeles to support your show, and he should have a good fucking look at himself. It was dreadful. Yeah, look, like, you know, I know we're getting to this as fuck-off number six, and the, these, this, you know, this one to ten list is not necessarily ordered. But, you know, let's make it clear, this was the fucking worst thing on this show. This is worse than any of these pissy little, you know, games that might not deliver, or Kojima being on the stage, whatever, it doesn't matter. This is by far the most cynical bullshit that happened on this show. It's the fucking Game Awards. Like, the game industry, as you said, does not get many opportunities to put these people on a stage with a big audience where they can actually speak with some fucking passion about the projects they have, and, you know, what they're doing and you know it got to a point where you could tell as soon as they came on they thought 
right, all I have time to do is maybe thank three people. So I'm not even going to go into anything profound, anything interesting about the game, anything about the development of it, because I clearly have to rush off the stage so we can watch another seven fucking Fortnite trailers. Like, it's just, it's absolutely pathetic, frankly, for a show, you know, for a show that is, you know, sadly, the the one, the main opportunity of the year for games to be celebrated in this context. You know, this is the main award show. It's the one people actually give a shit about and watch. And... It just it shits on the whole concept. Like I I know I know that there's a kind of you've got to have the balance between game trailers and awards because you want the audience for the awards and the audience is there for the trailers. There's a balance to be found, but over the years it's become such a just cynical pile of adverts with the occasional decent trailer. And you know one of the only saving graces before was that you got a couple of minutes of hearing genuinely interesting stuff from these teams and these developers. And now you just don't. Now you get absolutely nothing. And I, and I think as well, it's a real fucking slap in the face to actually open the show with a joke about running too long. Like the first thing they do on the show is Christopher Judge, uh, you know, and Keely obviously doing a little joke of like, they try and play Christopher Judge off straight away. And he's like, ah, oh, you gotta be, uh, you know, no one's gonna beat my eight minute record. Well, yeah, sure as shit they're not. They're not gonna be eight seconds because apparently the fucking musicals swell up instantly. It's it's absolutely miserable. And it just saps the, the joy out of any of this. As you said, like, you know, you've got even the game of the year at the end of the show like Baldur's Gate wins game of the year you've got an emotional team on the stage talking about you know this was a COVID game in the office they lost a lot of people during it they're trying to pay tribute to that and kind of just speak to to the audience that, that love the game and it, that fucking music swelled up about 17 seconds in you're just like what are we doing like you haven't even got any more adverts to show after this <laughs> it's over just just leave them just let them speak I just yeah like let's yeah we've talked as long as Christopher Judge now so we should probably move it on <laughs> but uh but fucking hell man absolutely miserable um yeah I honestly if it doesn't improve next year I, I, I think I feel like people will stop attending and they'll certainly stop giving them good reveals to show off because it's an insult to the teams absolutely no couldn't agree more so i'm going to counterbalance that cesspool of a of an anger there with a with a nice balance <laughs> to say that my good thing number eight is the best a game a reveal show of the fucking week which was day of the devs the game awards edition i would implore anybody who watched the game awards and thought ugh video games, this industry is miserable, to just spend an hour watching 20 reveals from some passionate, varied, you know, ethnically diverse developers from across the world, from different backgrounds and different sexualities, revealing their passion projects and having the opportunity to speak about them, because there were some incredible titles amidst this lineup. I'll just rattle through a few of them. You had Domekin Cabbage, which its solo developer said he penned while he was teaching English in Japan to a bunch of students, and he'd lay down in a cupboard desperately thinking of this game in his head and he's finally got the opportunity to make it all these years later. You've got Hermit and Pig, which brings an Earthbound Undertale vibe to a game about not liking anybody at all. You've got Holstein, which is a Polish horror game where you can flip the perspective both from a 2D top-down, you can move the camera on the top-down to actually bring the camera behind somebody's shoulder for a third-person action game. Really clever idea. You've got Home Safety Hotline, which follows that kind of not-for-broadcast theme, but this time has you manning a call centre where people's weird-ass problems keep coming to bite them and you've got to be the one to solve them. Really cool idea. Janet Demone is a slumlord and witch is the greatest video game title I've heard in years. (laughs) 
And it is a fantastic title from a duo of Australian developers, or at least the two lead developers were speaking about it, about a horror title set in your dreadful rental property where your landlord, who is a witch, doesn't refuses to hire anybody to fix anything and is just holding it together by dubious forces of magic. And you've got to figure out how to traverse this nightmarish place in which you live in. What a beautifully genius idea that is. It's a fantastic trailer. Go watch that. Militishina is a fantastically weird Kafkaesque Russian title about a man who's committed a crime against the state and has to escape from uh, persecution and being arrested. The only problem is there's a giant police officer about 2,900 feet tall who just looks over the city at all times. And the only way to escape is to essentially date him. You've got to figure out a way to make him fall in love with you so you can get away with shit so you can board this train. That's fucking genius. You've got fucking Nirvana Noir is the sequel to Genesis Noir. That game fucking ruled. This game looks even better. The Mermaid's Ton is a sequel to Tangle Tower. They're making another one of those fuckers. I can't wait to play that. You've got, thank goodness you're here, a game set in Yorkshire, so you know it's going to be good. This entire show is such a fucking remedy to everything that Keithley offered. I can't stress enough how people should go and watch because there's another five or six titles I've not even mentioned mm. which are also fantastic. It's a wonderful showcase. And you've got fucking Tim uh, fucking Schaefer in a gold coat. What more do you want? Uh, you know, I, 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 at one point there, as much as all that sounded great, I was really disappointed I hadn't um, got the Game Awards orchestra just prepped on my phone <laughs> and just put it into the microphone. Just try and go on. You can still beat something. <laughs> <laughs> just say, no, it doesn't count. Yeah, actually, yeah. So enough. Thanks for that. Thanks for that judge talk, but it's not in the list. Uh, no, but yeah, Day of the Dev sounds uh, awesome. I, I've Unfortunately for me, I kind of, I was away from basically, I watched the Game Awards then I was away until we pretty much recorded. So I've uh, I've only had the misery injection of the Game Awards so far. But Day of the Dev sounds incredible. I'm definitely going to be uh, working my way through that over the next few days because, yeah, I need that. I need I need to be healed after <laughs> after after the Game Awards. It really it genuinely did make me feel quite down on just where things are going with the industry and it's not even the fault of the developers i mean this year has done a lot of work to make me feel down about the industry anyway but you know this is a good pick day of the devs yep lovely and some of that stuff sounds genuinely fucking incredible i i'm really excited now to actually seek that stuff out um that sounds better than i even would have expected it to be so very very much looking forward to that that is absolutely going to be on the list um okay right we have just three free fuck offs left now, and you know we are getting to we're getting to the dregs now. I think in a lot of ways, it's 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 getting a little bit harder to find stuff. You know, this is why Jurassic Park is making it on the good list. Uh, you know, but yeah, I think there's still a couple of things that can go on the fuck off list. I'm gonna knock this one out nice and easy for us here, Josh. Skull and bones can get fucked. <laughs> just come on, guys. Like, why are we still? Why are we still doing this? Why are we still doing skull and bones? It's hilarious to me that it finally has a release date, which apparently is just a couple of months away. Uh, it's even more funny to me that it's just Sea of Thieves, but you're not. You don't have cartoony visuals. Like, there's nothing. It's a, it's exactly the same game. <laughs> like, you've cooked this for what? You you've cooked this for so long that it started out as a piece of Assassin's Creed Black Flag DLC or some shit about nine years ago, and then you get all this way and you've just made Sea of Thieves six years too late. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's absolutely like it's it's almost a shame. I'm almost putting it in the fuck off list because we're losing one of the best jokes of the games industry. If this game actually comes out, you know, we don't get that anymore. We don't get like a random band coming on stage to sing a Skull and Bones. <laughs> 
song last year. <laughs> just for, for no reason. It's not a game. It's it's not real. So so yeah, I I you know I don't want to dig on it too much. I I hope I hope they've managed to cook something up good there, but I I can't see it and just. Just they should. This should have been dropped years ago. Surely, I, I I can't in any way see this being a success for them. It just seems like a big mistake, and uh, and yeah, it can it can get fucked. Yeah, Skull and Bones actually snuck in at a time in the Game Awards where I started to get a feel for where the adverts was coming, so I was skipping through, and I saw this pop up, and I was like, oh, we won't have a release date. Yeah, I can just skip through this. It's just fucking Skull and Bones. It never has a release date. Yeah. And then I saw it just in the YouTube pop-up of 10th of February, and if it was 2025, I was like, what? It's It's got a date? I could I could actually believe that it's actually so I scrolled back towards the trailer and of course it was shit. Because yeah. what else could it be? I'd be amazed if this game even works. I think they've just given up. I mean, they've just got the yeah. losses. They're just like, just get it out. It's too embarrassing at this point. It's come just before the end <laughs> of the financial year. Just get it out. Don't worry if it's a success or not. We can pay that band off. We don't need to pay him again to rock up. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it deserves its place on the fuck off list. It, it, it definitely yeah. sucks. It just has to be on there, man. There's no other way. God, God bless you, Skull and Bones, you you piece of shit. Um, okay, right. I only have one good pick left, and in some ways, like you know, as I said, we are getting to the 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 edge of, of things I consider good. But looking that, you know, now that I've only got one left, I actually do think I've got a couple of games on my list that it would have been nice to acknowledge. You know, there's there's some stuff there. I'm not going to say them right now. Maybe we'll we'll have a quick uh, talk over what's left on and a bit of a recap at the end. But but they're not going to be getting picked, Josh, because I only have one more go. And I cannot be getting us to the end of the uh, the ten good things about the Game Awards list without bringing in Flute Guy. <laughs> Flute Guy from the Game Awards Orchestra is always a highlight of the Game Awards, um, and this time he just kept getting increasingly bigger flutes. <laughs> it was crazy. By the end of the show, he was holding instruments that were about three times the size of him. He's trying to like bellow out a bit of Tears of the Kingdom, and he's it's, 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 the instrument's going to kill him if he if he if he loses balance. It's just God bless Flute Guy, man. He's uh, you know the whole orchestra they. Let's yeah, you know, let's let's consider this a, a yay to them all. They're, they they do beautiful music every year for the Game Awards, and I always love the Game of the Year medley. Even if I would say, I don't think this year had the most uh, consistently recognizable themes for the Game of the. You know that that happens sometimes. You know, I think other than Tears of the Kingdom and to and maybe Baldur's Gate, the other games didn't necessarily have that music where you were like, oh yeah, it's that song from that game. But the orchestra kills it every year, and and just God bless Flute Guy. What what a man. Yeah, I love Flute Guy. I loved his increasingly large set of flutes. <laughs> Always enjoyed the Game Awards Orchestra in its proper capacity as an orchestra rather than a elaborate prodded stick. You know, it's, it, it played a, it played as ever another good rendition of all the big highlights of the year. A lot of good musical performances in general, actually, on the Game Awards this yeah. year. You would have been able to watch it because I explicitly told you not to, but the, the Alan Wake 2 musical performance as well was... Was very good. Really, really yeah. good tribute to one of the best uh, video game moments of the year as well. So the music side of the Game Awards was pretty much on point this year. Yeah, definitely. And I, yes, I did skip that Alan Wake thing. I feel I feel like I'm getting breadcrumbs of, of what that's going to be about, but I have tried to avoid uh, spoilers as much as possible. I'm massively hoping to get to uh, Alan Wake 2 before the Game of the Year show because it does feel nailed on for a spot in that top 15. So, uh, well, Christ, Skull Island, Rise of Kong's 15 Friday now. So um, <laughs> you would you could certainly hope Alan Wake 2 is going to make it on the list. But uh, but yeah, so that is the, uh, that's the end of good things from me. Uh, and then, yeah, we go over to you for, for fuck off number nine. Getting, getting real late in the game now for the fuck-offs. Uh, I'm really I'm, I'm really torn here between going for a, a controversial, probably stupid pick and just being true to form. 
and I, I think I'm just going to be true to myself because that's yeah, that's what you, you have should. to be. Yeah. And Hellblade still looks like shit, doesn't it? It just, it just looks so wank. It continues to look bad. I think um, this particular trailer gave us more of a flavour of the combat, which I thought looked shit, uh, because yep. the first game's combat wasn't particularly good, and this seems to have doubled down on a lot of the elements of it I didn't think were good to begin with. Uh, hilarious, it still does not have a more nailed-on release date than 2024. That just means 2025. It is not coming out next year. They're going to keep cooking this game for seemingly forever. The only, the only thing I will say about this iteration of Hellblade is it seems to have cooled on the mental health stuff. It seems to be kind of parking that to be more of a traditional action game. And because I found the mental health stuff of Hellblade fucking egregious in the first game, and is part of the reason why I dislike it so much, I think that is probably a smart thing for them to do, is try to not tell a, a harrowing tale of mental health in this ludicrous fucking environment you've created for yourselves. You know, maybe fucking choose a lane. And they seem to have finally chose a lane which is just going to be bad action game. And that, that's, a better, <laughs> that's a better lane than bad action game and horrifying re- uh, rendition of mental health. So let's, let's at least praise Ninja Theory for focusing in on that. But my God, I hope this flops of this team, who are talented and made good games. I loved Enslaved. I liked the DMC reboot that they did. Can yeah. move away from this shit they seem to have fucking anchored themselves to. Because a few people thought it was clever. A few people think anything's fucking clever. You can't go down that. It was clearly shit. I'm right. I'm sorry, I'm right. Don't veto me. Uh, yeah, so I do have a veto left, which is a quite an interesting thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously Hellblade 1, I think, was one of the biggest kind of score discrepancies we had on the uh, the old Beat the Sheet days. I think there's, there's quite a high variance between our two scores. And that's not that I think it's particularly good. I, I think I might have gave it a six or a seven, but Christ, do you hate it? <laughs> so, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I mean, in terms of veto in this, Josh, I can, uh, I can put you at ease because... Uh, this was on my fuck off list to some extent anyway, um, but it was not on mine because of the same kind of reasons, I guess. I, it was mainly on mine because, well, I agree with a lot of that. I think the combat is, is is for some reason just poor in these games, which is really weird when you say, you know, they did that DMC reboot, which had great combat. So they can do combat and they just don't here. It just continues to look exactly like Hellblade 1s, which was, was bad. Um, I, I think the main thing with this is like just real real shit or get off the pot vibes now for hellblade 2 like it's been years <laughs> been absolutely years of this of just here's some meandering trailer and um you know i don't know fuck it we'll release it in a few years but just constantly i found it hilarious that this didn't have a date i just found it absolutely insane that this didn't just say like march 25th 2024 like just to, to the vagueness of 2025 was like fuck off guys like enough is enough you've got to release this game you got to get past it just it needs to be done like i just i'm over it like if if i had anything positive to say i would say that you know it, the game obviously is going to be visually gorgeous they 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 are fantastic ninja fury art making you know pretty cutting edge visuals it's going to look beautiful but it's just a beautiful beautiful turn in it like it, it, how, how much time do you want to spend with that um and i would say that the little performance the, the the song performance before they actually showed the trailer that was pretty good but again we've already covered musical performances at the game awards they're on the good list so can't be counting that for hellblade uh yeah deserves its spot on the fuck off list sadly uh just just get this game out and please move on ninja theory 
Yeah, absolutely. Right, we get there now with the final good thing. And again, I, I, there's, there's big titles here and big things that were revealed, but none of them really did much for me. So I, I think I'm going to return again to the pre-show where most of the good stuff was found. And I'm going to plump for a sequel... Which sequel? Hmm. I'm going to plump for a sequel to a game I actually really enjoyed and thought it was one of the more intriguing rhythm titles I've played in a long time, which was Thumper. And the sequel, this one, is Thrasher. Thrasher, I think this looks very interesting. I love the almost snake-like curves you need to draw to build the rhythm. almost makes it more like an action title, which Thumper had a bit of as well, but mixed in with that rhythm-y kind of element to it. Visually, very appealing. I think musically, it's quite good as well. I really like the music in Thumper. I I think this could be a really good title. Thumper needed refining. It needed a few things shaving off it to improve it as an experience and I think this could be a very unique way to play a rhythm game and rhythm games by their nature can be quite a safe genre. It's not really developed too much and I think Thumper is at least trying to drive things forward in an interesting way and Thrasher certainly looks like the culmination of that goal and I, I really hope this is a good title yeah look I was I was hoping you'd say something I could veto because I just thought it'd be funny you'd have to like because you're already we're already scrambling to like make up the ends of the list and I'm just like go again <laughs> but uh but no I can't I can't be vetoing Thrasher I think uh you know Thumper is is a is a, is a great rhythm game as you said it there was room to expand it and improve it and kind of do more and yeah they've, they've obviously been cooking this for years so they've had a lot of time to to work on it a lot of time to 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 get something cool out there um i'm sure just like thumper it'll probably have a vr release which will be intense as fuck because <laughs> that's what they like to do but uh but yeah no it's a good solid pick cannot cannot fault that at all um i, I thought for a second there you might be going for a bit of a bit of world of goo but you uh you went down nearly the path very nearly yeah. went world of goo too which i also was very excited by i, I remember playing on the fucking wii it's like my first <laughs> indie game i was very excited to see world of goo back yeah. but Went for fun. Def- yeah, definitely cool to see World of Goo back. A game the chat I, I didn't really get into at the time because I was a bit, you know, I just, I just couldn't be fucked with puzzle games at that time in my life. But I feel like it was World of Goo is a weirdly important Wii game. You know, it was only when it was only when they announced World of, World of Goo two that I was like, yeah, this is weirdly a very kind of it feels like quite a big deal to bring back World of Goo, and I never thought it would until I started watching the trailer. But anyway, it didn't make the list sadly. So you know, you, you, unless it makes the fuck off list, but it doesn't sound like I'm going to do that. <laughs> be a real heel turn if i did um okay so that leaves us then fasher is on the on the good list you've you've survived unvetoed today which is 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 good pretty good um, going but you know who's the real winner because I, I i got vetoed and then i hit you with some jurassic park so <laughs> 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 who's the real loser today uh okay so i have one final fuck off here and um you know i don't i don't have much left i, I was gonna actually hellblade to my last pick so you got in ahead of me on that one um, I got a couple of bits here. I might run down maybe a couple of that. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt, and they can be they can survive. So uh, I was considering going for the bold pick of just putting Monster Hunter Wilds on the fuck off list because <laughs> I just don't give a shit about Monster Hunter. I just think you know I I don't think it's got the caliber and pedigree of a sure closing reveal. I just they release a new one about every year and they act like it's this big new revelation. Like we just fucking played one. Like you know there was there was that one on the Switch and the PC I think last year and then about one year before that was World. Like just fucking just take a break, do something else. Like honestly, <laughs> but I, but it's not on the fuck off list. That I'm gonna uh, I'm not gonna put that on. Um. One thing I was going to put on was um, what I just wrote down as 
everything needing to be in every single other fucking thing is what I wrote. And uh, and the thing I put to personify that was FF7 crossed with Apex Legends. Just because apparently every game now has to be a part of every other game. We can't just we can't just have you know, we can't have any creative thing separated from anything else. It has to be all the same fucking pile of just of just ugh, just nothing just a big paste it's like the end of inside the game inside it's just a fucking blob of just media now like nothing is separate it's all the same even fortnite's got whole games in it now just fuck off i'm old i'm old man i'm yelling at my clouds i'm sick of it but i'm not gonna pick that josh <laughs> what i've what i've decided i'm gonna do in a in a in a in a bold move that's uh it feels very feels very the sheet to do this I think what I'm going to put on the uh, fuck off list, Josh, is uh, Light No Fire from Hello Games. (laughs) 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 I've I've decided that I don't want more procedural games. I think it was a good argument. And despite the fact they do a good job of it, it's going to set a dangerous precedent from the industry, as you said. And we're just going to get more of this shit. So uh, it's it's been a tough run, Hello Games. But you uh, you have been good game and fuck off from the same person. And uh, and that's it. You you can you can fuck off, guys. I'm sorry. It's 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 over. This is a remarkable <laughs> moment. <laughs> I don't think I've won anybody round with an argument in my life. This is quite <laughs> exciting. I, I didn't actually see this coming. Who, who knew this could happen? No, it's, it's, go. a, it's a good pick. It, it will spell doom for us all. There, yep. There's my cloud. I'm gonna yell at. <laughs> this game will doom us all. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's the natural culmination of the yelling at clouds I was doing there with the other points. You know, it's just they're just ruining it. They're ruining games, Josh. It's just <laughs> this is this is why we're just going to end up playing the PS2 games on an emulator all next year. There won't be any game of the year. It'll just be we're playing we're playing Shadow Hearts Free on a PS2 emulator. It's, it's all going to happen because we can't be doing this. This is this can't this can't be happening. But uh, but yeah, there we go. So we do now have 10, 10 things that we thought were good uh, and 10 things that can fuck off. So uh, I guess I'll run down the good and, and you can take the fuck off. So uh, in the good list, we've decided that officially in the words of the sheet, uh, Visions of Mana, good. Sega just being back. Sega just doing their everyone is here moment. Uh, we got Pony Island 2 Panda Circus. We've got Blade. We've uh, we snuck FF7 Rebirth in there, <laughs> even though they only had a song, because what else were we going to do? Uh, we got Metaphor Refantasio, which of course looks amazing. Uh, I've, I've really fucked Josh over with Jurassic Park Survival. Uh, Day of the Devs as a whole, which probably had 10 good things of its own quite comfortably by the sounds of it. Uh, our boy Flute Guy, of course. Flute Guy is there. And uh, and Frasher. So that is that is the good list. I think that's, you know, if, if you just saw that list, you would think the Game Awards sounds pretty good. Yeah, if you just saw that, it doesn't sound too bad. And there's other things that could have snuck on as well there's a few half decent reveals which maybe could have been included too and and i'm sure there's some i just can't fucking remember because it's just a massive old blank slate but it's it's an okay list okay i think it's very apropos though that the good comes before the bad in this particular one because the the bad heavily outweighs it in my opinion so (laughs) I'll, i'll run us down the fuck off list uh, Exodus, uh, the Mafkimo O'Connor game that opened the show, that can fuck off, that looks shit. Yeah. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, a completely unnecessary remake, nobody needs that, that can fuck off. Big Walk <laughs> from House House, that feels mean, I feel like that should have it does, been. It does feel mean. <laughs> it feels completely out of theme. Suicide Squad, you massive piece of fraud, you're not tricking us, you're not tricking <laughs> these guys, we nope. see straight through you. 
Helldivers 2 and the concept of a game sh- award show just being advertisements come masquerading as trailers, masquerading as a reason to tune in. It's all, it can all fuck off, all let's fuck be off. honest. Oh dear, and Hideo Koshima's fucking pounding 10 minutes of stage time for no reason <laughs> at all to reveal very little. We do hope it will be good in the future, but for now it can, it can fuck off. Cut speeches that that could fuck right off. We've 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 yeah. touched on that. Uh, Skull and Bones. The fact it's actually coming out that could fuck off because we had fun with it not coming out. It shouldn't be coming out. It should never come out. Hellblade Two because it just sucks. That could fuck off. And Light No Fire, which at one point was on the good list, I vetoed it and it's made its way to the bad list. Not even by me, but by the guy who put it on the good list to begin with. Uh, that could fuck off because it's going to ruin video games. So yeah, there's there's uh, the Game Awards. Bottom line, it's going to ruin video games. Yeah, I think that sums up the, the, the Game Awards as a whole. Yeah, that's a good, you know, Light No Fire is really synonymous with the whole concept of this show. It is, it's going to ruin everything and uh, and it should probably just die, basically. So, you know, that's that. But uh, yeah, I guess it'll be back again next year. God knows if any developers will show up to it, but um, it'll be there. We'll we'll be here to to desperately try and find ten things we love, and probably about fifty eight that can fuck off uh, next year, which will be it'll be interesting. But but there we go, we did it. I uh, I'm I'm very glad we we didn't lighten around that because it was hard enough finding these things to talk about but when I, I think the complete list would have been about 50 games technically and that's after you've already scraped out the particularly cynical adverts so uh, i just i just can't and i just said it, it's not I, I couldn't possibly recommend to someone who hasn't watched the game awards yet to sit through that show like maybe just look up some of the trailers from this list we've seen here you know fi- find a recap on a on a games website and click on the ones that seem interesting to you but just god help you do not bother going on the actual show uh because there's just there's nothing there there's nothing there to be seen you're certainly not going to hear interesting commentary from the developers on their games that's not there for sure <laughs> so uh yeah give it a miss and and just check out a few of these good trailers and, and apparently definitely check out day of the devs check out day of the devs that's the show absolutely but yeah so that is all we've got uh for now so as i said we will be back soon uh christmas we're going to be dropping our ultimate a to z of video games special and then we'll be back early january for the uh t- top 15 each <laughs> game of the year countdown which i, I continue to dread and uh and the sheety awards so we'll be we'll be dropping some uh, some good awards there maybe we can throw another award to visionary director joseph ferrez and apologize for putting his game on the fuck off list <laughs> bring, bring him back on side but we'll see we'll, uh, we'll see what happens so uh, so yeah un- until then uh, I'm Andy Woods and I'm Josh Davidson and we'll catch you next time goodbye <laughs>